Hello, hello, and welcome back to Life Extraordinary. I'm your show host, Roberto, coming to you from my silver pod, the Airstream, here in Whistler, British Columbia. And today, um, tonight, you know, I'm on a little bit of a streak, um, telling you all about some of my favorite destinations to go to. And this series of When In, uh, as part of a Life Extraordinary, is something that I thought was really neat because there's so many places I know so well and so many adventures and activities to be done that I thought, well, I could rifle off a few of those quite quickly if I just focus on when in. And so for for this episode, it's adventures to do when in the U.S. of A. And I live just north of the border of the U.S. And being that it's our big brother down south, I've dipped my toe in there a fair many times. So I'll kick it off with heading down to the south, some of the, one of the most southern parts of the U.S., to New, New Mexico. And there's an adventure to be had there that I don't think many people think of, and it's called the White Sands. And the White Sands in New Mexico, imagine these giant, wonderful dunes that are just as far as the eye can see, and you, you feel like you're in one of those movies like Dune, and... Um, and the and the sand is buttery and the and the dunes move and shift and change and it's really neat because it's right next to like an air force base a super secret top us air force base so frequently they close it down when they're doing certain testings or missiles or or shooting guns and things like that as americans tend to do my apologies friends but it's true um and uh, But you can also go, it used to be a national monument, and now it's become a national park. So it's now known as White Sands National Park. And and one of the super, super cool things that you can do here is that you can drive into the park and then uh, go camping for a few nights in, um, in and amongst the sand dunes. And that's, you know, special in itself because you do feel like you're on another planet that's just terraforming or something because... Where else do you feel like you're in the middle of the desert and there's nothing to see in either direction? And you don't have to hike much. You know, you hike in one or two kilometers to your camp spot and uh, and you pitch your tent between in the valley of the dunes, so in between the dunes. Um, and it really feels surreal to be out on this desolate, desolate landscape. Um, and one night when we were, we were camped there and the stars were out, they were absolutely magnificent because there's very little light pollution around there um and and it's just such a different sky to be seen from a desert like landscape um everything was sandy you you can sandboard or sand slide or or sled you know for the canadians that like to sled down a, a mountain in snow here you can actually sled down these dunes on on a sled, but you're obviously on sand. And um, we had both uh, our eldest ones there, Mikio and Catalina, and they had an absolute blast careening down uh, the sand and uh, and whatnot. So, so definitely a place to visit White Sands um, National Park now. Um, another really really cool and unique spot would be uh, to head out kite surfing. In Oregon, because Oregon is um, a, a prime destination for kite surfing, and and uh, there's one spot in particular, which is in the interior, known as Hood River, and the way the wind uh, channels through that area is thermal, and so so when it does that, you you really get uh, a fantastic wind for your kite surfing adventures, and and I did kite 
on the coast and there was nobody there and it was very very windy and and uh and the conditions were quite rough but it was still uh exhilarating but if you're looking for calmer flat water uh, to head out on your twin tip then then hood river is the place to go um it's it's a kite surfer's paradise and and there's no there's no question that a lot of people congregate there because of that. So Hood River, Oregon, highly recommend as a kite surfer's destination if you're down there. Um, where else in America would I like to talk to you about? Well, Hawaii is is obviously a different part of the U.S. of A. And um, being not connected to the continental USA, of course, but but obviously you get that whole tropical uh, feeling in Maui, there's a road that goes uh, that's called the Road to Hana, and it's got to be one of the most beautiful drives that I've ever done with overhanging trees and canopy of trees over the road and waterfalls at every bend, and some really neat spots that you can jump into um, these these water lagoons and and stuff. So that was that was unique and special in itself. So I would highly recommend heading to Maui. Um, to check out this Hawaiian adventure. Now, if you're a kite surfer as well, of course, um, you know of uh, Robbie Nash, uh, based out of Maui, I believe, and and it's uh, he's one of the inventors of the sport. So so definitely one can tip their hat off uh, to that fellow and say like, ah, thanks for creating a sport that's just so very enjoyable. And uh, so you can definitely kick out, do some kite surfing over there. Um, there's a few waterfalls to kick up. There's red red and rock beaches uh, as well. And I think the small town near the road to Hannah was one of my favorite spots uh, to hang out um, in because um, they had just such great coffee and organic food and quite pricey because everything is flown in, of course, but, but definitely one of those spots that you want to, to hit up when you're in, in Hawaii. Um, there's also in the U.S. of A., a trail known as the Appalachian Trail and heads down the whole Appalachians all the way up from Maine down through Vermont to New York. And I actually was fortunate enough to do a segment of it back in my heyday when I was doing a gear review for, for a magazine. And they basically gave me all the gear under the sun from backpacks to boots to tents to sleeping bags to review. And it was really, really cool. Um, it's a trail that... that um, known as the AT affectionately. And people, when you do that trail, have a name. So you have your trail name. And so you could be Bilbo, you could be the wolf, you could be whatever it is you fancy. But where your name comes in handy is when you write it into these um, log books at certain points and at certain camps. And that's one of the ways where you can explore um, that chain of Appalachian mountains and and the mountains aren't massive like the west coast ones so while you do gain quite the a decent amount of terrain it's nothing like if you were uh, excuse me on the west coast gaining terrain um another great place uh obviously another great adventure uh to be had is uh horseback riding in Montana now Montana's almost in Canada so you could say um, that it's quite close to the border and almost Canadian, except their mentality is quite different because they're gun-toting. Um, but um, but there are a few wonderful ranches in Montana to head out. And, and some of them even do multi-day adventures of horseback riding. And I always thought that was really cool um, because you really get to see the pace of life 
before cars. And if you wanted to go from one town to the next, how you would meet people would be, of course, primarily, obviously, by traveling on horseback. And your horse was seen as something so valuable as um, people today see a vehicle. So if somebody was to steal a horse, it was one of the gravest things that you could do because they were so extremely valuable. And that's why I guess you see, I always thought in Western movies, like, why do they leave their horse tied up? But like, can't just anybody just jump on it and ride off? <laughs> but then I guess they would send scouts and saying, hey, there's a horse thief. Um, and then there, there you go. Um, Mount Rainier, uh, definitely another place to go trekking and hiking and camping. Um, you're in the shadow of the mountain and uh, you got snow uh, quite up high. Um, definitely one of the, the neater spots. And of course, I think I'll, I'll end this one off with Mount Whitney, the tallest mountain in the contiguous USA. I had the pleasure of trekking up that mountain uh, some years ago with a friend and we did the mountaineers route and it was far more precarious than I imagined it to be, particularly when we're, my boots were hanging off the ledge uh, as we were trekking up because um, it was quite, quite intense and the weather was cold and we went from sea level all the way up to 14,500 feet, which is um, pretty high as, as it goes. And it was the first time that I actually took Diamox to, to battle the altitude sickness. So, so Mount Whitney, you can obviously do the hike um, over many days or you could do the trek and the mountaineer's route like myself. Uh, but there are softer ways to get up high there. And, uh, and it's definitely a destination and an adventure that I highly recommend anybody that's uh, willing to, to have some type 2 fun. Because when you conquer a mountain, I don't think you're just conquering the mountain. You're conquering yourself. So there's another glimpse into things to do when in the U.S. of A. Um, of course, if you are, uh, there's, of course, there's so many other things to do. But these mini segments, I'd really like to focus on my favorite ones. So thanks for tuning in and see you next time. That was episode 71, Adventures When in the USA, with your show host, Roberto. See you next time.